Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Today's episode is sponsored by Sensate. Sensate is a wearable portable device that when paired with the sessions in the Sensate app works towards reducing stress and improving well-being through low frequency sound waves and vibration. The device emits infrasonic sound waves that are synchronized with the soundscapes in the app to provide deep relaxation in 10 to 30 minute sessions. Sensate not only works towards releasing stress and anxieties in the present moment, but it also increases your stress resilience over time, improves your heart rate variability, and helps with better quality sleep, among many other benefits. As some of you know, I've been dealing a lot with nervous system dysregulation, and I'm working towards healing that. And part of this process has been using Sensei. And I have to say, the more that I use it, the more I'm convinced that nothing can calm my mind or body down as quickly as Sensei. Whilst traveling, I have had a couple of dysautonomia flares, especially when we're we're on the move. And just last week, I had a pretty bad one and I was struggling to breathe. My heart was racing. I was shaking. I was sweating and the world was just spinning. And eventually I couldn't stand up and I started feeling, feeling faint. So I had to sit down and this had been coming on all morning, really since I'd woken up. It went on for about three hours. And eventually we realized, oh, let's try Sensei got the Sensate device out and everything started to normalize within literally minutes. So many of us with endometriosis deal with chronic stress from the condition itself. Some of us will have a history of childhood and adolescent trauma as has been found in the research and coexistent conditions such as nervous system dysregulation, POTS, high or low cortisol and SIBO to name a couple. And Sensate can actually help with all of these conditions by supporting the health of our vagus nerve which plays a role in all of these issues. So whether you're just trying to deal with the stress of living with endo, or you want better sleep, or you need extra help managing these conditions, Sensate could really provide the missing piece. I use vagus nerve exercises with all of my clients, and Sensate just makes that work so much easier, which means better and faster results. Sensate is providing my listeners with $30 off with code ENDOLIFE in all capitals. That's E-N-D-O. L-I-F-E. The link to learn more and to read up on all of the science is in the show notes. And if Sensei is within your budget, I really just couldn't recommend it more as part of your healing toolkit. If I could give all of my clients one of these as soon as they begin working with me, I would. That's how much I love Sensei. So again, the code is ENDOLIFE, E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E, all capitals, and the link to Sensei is in the show notes. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially 
it's <laughs> the patch in a bath bomb. Um, so, you know, if you're on your period or if you're in pain, you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them. I don't know, you could have multiple if you want. Um, and then get out, get out the bath, maybe rub in some CBD balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk, and they deliver worldwide. January can often be the hardest time for those of us with endo. You know, the joys and the delights of December for many menstruators can actually cause hormonal issues come January. And for those of us with endo, it can be even more problematic. Lack of sleep from busy days and nights can lead to heightened fatigue, pain signals and inflammation, not to mention hormonal disruption. Extra alcohol, sugar and inflammatory foods can burden the lid, liver, leading to buildup of estrogen in the system, creating estrogen dominant symptoms such as heavy periods, painful periods and PMS. Added sugar can create unstable blood sugar, leading to fatigue, mood swings and, and hormonal imbalances like low progesterone and estrogen dominance. So think low moods before your period, migraines, endo belly level bloating and a worsening of endo symptoms. Added sugar also increases inflammation, which can lead to more pain. Rich foods we may not normally eat, inflammatory foods, stress, lack of sleep and alcohol can all aggravate any existing IBS issues. So from, you know, endo belly to constipation and diarrhea. But rather than regressing Christmas and New Year festivities, what I would like us to do is just really encourage us to be thankful that we had them because we enjoyed them at the time and instead move on to what we can do to get our hormones back into balance and our endo back under control. And instead of diving in headfirst with a really hardcore challenge, I'd prefer to offer you some solutions that are gentle on your body, mind and spirit, because honestly, I just think it's unsustainable for us to have to jump into a completely new health routine as soon as the clock strikes 12 on the 1st, especially if we're already feeling unwell with flared endo symptoms. You know, it's the dead of winter and the human body really just wants to take it slow and gentle. So two weeks ago, I launched my Ease Endo Tea Challenge. I did it last year and almost 300 people joined and experienced symptom improvement with the teas that I shared with the group. This year, I'm bringing it back. And initially, I began running it as I usually do through email. But as I was putting the emails together, I was just thinking how useful the info was. Um, and I was, I was pretty proud of it too. And I just thought how many more people would benefit if I made it a challenge across all of my platforms. So first, I brought it to Instagram. And now I'm bringing it to the podcast. So you can follow along by listening to the show if you just want to kind of follow here. But if you'd like to get a copy of all of the info, the resources and the research that I'm sharing in the show, I do encourage you to sign up to the email version because you'll get all of this info sent to your inbox directly. And then you can save it in a folder and just, you know, put it out whenever you'd like. You can also hop over to Instagram and join in with the community there, comment with your questions or let us know how you're getting on and share pics of you drinking your tea if you'd like to. 
So for the next few weeks, I'll be running this challenge here on the podcast. In this four-week challenge, you will use four different types of simple teas to ease your endo symptoms. Each week on the podcast, you'll learn about a new herb or spice and the benefits for endometriosis and exactly the symptoms they'll reduce and why. We'll look at some of the root causes of your symptoms and how these wonder herbs and spices can help you tackle them. Now, clearly, drinking tea is not the entire solution to managing endo, but this challenge is designed to ease you into the new year and into managing your endo symptoms with some quick hacks that will get you back on track so that you can build your energy and health and move into the rest of the year with motivation and the well-being to manage endo. In this challenge, we'll be reducing pelvic pain and inflammation, bloating, abdominal, abdominal pain and digestive discomfort, hormonal symptoms like heavy periods, PMS and low moods, and fatigue and brain fog. The Ease Endo Tea Challenge is really perfect for anyone who is new to managing endo holistically and naturally, or any of you who want some help recovering from any Christmas-induced flares, or anyone who just, you know, simply wants to begin the new year with some extra tips and tricks for managing endo. I really encourage you to add extra self-care rituals to this challenge. Maybe you drink your tea wrapped in a cozy blanket, or perhaps your tea will become part of your morning routine or a chance to take five minutes out of a busy day. Whatever you choose to do, try to approach the tea as a moment of love and care rather than another thing that you have to do. This challenge is here to be enjoyable, comforting and effective, but please remember that everyone is different. Without working with you individually one-on-one or in a course setting, I just can't know what the rest of your diet, lifestyle or what your endo is like. So there may be some factors that impact how much you respond to these teas. However, I've chosen teas that I have seen help my clients time and time again. So whilst I expect us all to have individual responses that vary, I'm very hopeful that all of you, all of you will notice a positive difference. So let's get started with week one. This week, we're kicking off with lowering inflammation and therefore pain. So let's start with the symptom. Did you know that inflammation is a natural part of the healing process? That's why endometriosis lesions cause inflammation at the site, because the body is attempting to heal. Inflammation in short bursts to facilitate healing is essential, but when it's chronic and in high levels, that's when things get tricky. In the case of endo, because it's ever-present, so is the inflammation. This creates increasing amounts of inflammation, and the symptoms of inflammation are heat, redness, swelling, and pain. So naturally, the more inflammation, the more pain. We know that inflammation is an inflammatory disease, and we know that inflammation is a key driver of the pain caused by endo. So one of the main ways we can lower and control the pain is through lowering inflammation. There are many things that can increase or decrease inflammation, including what we eat, how much sleep we get, how much exercise we get, stress, etc. Post Christmas and New Year, we're much more likely to experience more inflammation and pain because we tend to have less sleep, move less and eat more of the foods that have been shown to raise inflammation, like sugar, baked goods and alcohol. So that's why I want to ease us into lowering inflammation with our first drink this week, which is ginger tea. So why are we starting with ginger? Here's a quick lowdown on the power of ginger root powder. And just to be clear, the research has been conducted on ginger root powder, not fresh ginger, as the ginger powder is more concentrated. 
So ginger has been shown to be just as effective as ibuprofen and methanamic acid for dysmenorrhea, which is just painful periods. So if you're looking to get off NSAIDs, this could really help. It's also been shown in multiple other studies to reduce dysmenorrhea. It's generally a powerful anti-inflammatory and pain reliever demonstrated in numerous studies. It aids with migraines and headaches and has shown to be just as effective as migraine meditation medication when taken at a dose of 250 milligrams at the start of a migraine. Migraines and headaches are common with inflammation and can also come with hormonal imbalances like low progesterone and estrogen dominance. Additionally, it's been shown in research to aid with nausea, something that can be caused by excessive inflammation during our periods. Ginger is a natural antihistamine shown to be just as effective as loratadine. Histamine contributes to cramping during ovulation and menstruation, and people with endo tend to have excessive amounts of histamine in the pelvic cavity because endometriosis lesions contain mast cells, which release histamine. So how to drink this ginger tea? Dose-wise, the recommendation for dysmenorrhea, according to the research, is between 750 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams per day split into doses of around 250 to 500 milligrams in the lead up to your period and during the first three to four days of your cycle. To lower inflammation and pain overall for endo, ginger can be used daily, starting with a lower dose and then building up to a dose that feels helpful. So, you know, you might start with one tea a day for a week and then move on to two teas a day to three teas a day, for example. The safe upper limit of ginger root powder is 2,000 milligrams, but always check with your doctor first to make sure it's safe for you. For our challenge, we'll be using ginger root powder in tea, so we're not going to be using tea bags. Taking a lot of ginger in one go can cause diarrhea, which is why so many of the studies split the dose across the day. We can likewise split our dose. I found that many of my clients can tolerate taste-wise and stomach-wise about 250 milligrams to 500 milligrams of ginger per tea. It is spicy, but a dash of good quality plant milk or an organic grass-fed full-fat dairy milk, if you can tolerate that, can help to lower that spiciness. If you prefer, you can go lower with your dose to what works for your taste buds and your body. Just kind of keep um, an idea of how many milligrams you're having so that you know whether you've had the effective dose or not across the day. You can start with just one ginger tea and see how you feel. And then if you like, you can build up slowly. The aim is that we're all drinking at least one ginger tea a day to start fighting that inflammation. But Obviously, remember that the studies are on a total dose of 750 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams. It depends on the study. Some, their maximum dose was 750, some was 2,000. So don't give up if 250 milligrams a day doesn't do much for you. You can pick up ginger root powder from the supermarket or any shop that sells herbs and spices. Organic is, you know, of course, always better because it's going to avoid added pesticides, but just use what you can get your hands on. If ginger tea isn't quite what you fancy, you can try my turmeric latte recipe, which includes ginger, and I've linked to the recipe in the show notes. And this recipe has added anti-inflammatory benefits, which will kind of supercharge this week's tea challenge. Alternatively, you can add some extra spices such as vanilla, vanilla powder, cardamom powder, and cinnamon powder, and a splash of good quality milk. And that's going to make like a really warming wintry tea. And I do that quite a lot. 
You can use a digital scale to one decimal place. So you need to look for a digital scale that measures to one decimal place. Basically, it needs to be able to weigh in milligrams. So, for example, you can see that it's 0.5. You can get a uh, digital scale on Amazon. Ours cost about, I think it was like 10 to 15 pounds, and it's by Salter, um, S-A-L-T-E-R. Um, I don't know the type that it is, but there are so many on there. Um, if you don't have access to a scale, one eighth of a teaspoon is roughly 250 milligrams of ginger, depending on the spoon size. So, you know, a quarter is going to be, um, 500 milligrams. I used a set of measuring spoons when I was weighing the ginger out to test it all for you. But if you're using an everyday teaspoon, it might be a little more or less because they vary from size, you know, they vary so much. So if you can get a scale, I think it's going to be helpful, but it's not, you know, it's not necessary. You can drink your tea whenever you like, but if you suffer with bloating, a good option would be to drink your tea two hours after a meal because ginger helps to stimulate the motility in the gut, essentially helping to move gases and food down the digestive tract. Um, and that should help with endobelly triggered by food. Now, I just wanted to go over some precautions of course, having, you know, the odd herbal tea doesn't need a doctor's approval. But for this challenge, we are using therapeutic doses of ginger. That basically means effective and strong. And this is a free challenge where I can't tailor general info to each individual. So it's really important that you take responsibility for your own health and ensure that ginger tea is right and safe for you. Please consult your doctor or health professional before beginning the challenge. This is especially important for those of you who are pregnant or trying to conceive. Up to 2,000 milligrams is thought to be safe for pregnancy. I mean, well, not thought, it's been tested <laughs> to be safe for pregnancy and is used for morning sickness, but it's always best to consult a medical practitioner. Please also be mindful if you have a thyroid disorder as ginger may affect the thyroid, though this is largely no longer a concern, but obviously it's always better to be safe. Additionally, be cautious if you have interstitial cystitis. Ginger may cause some bladder burning in those with sensitive bladders, though many of my clients are fine with it. Finally, these precautions extend to anyone with a history of a stomach ulcer just in case the ginger is too spicy or aggravating. I'm really not sure if this would be a problem, but it's always better to check. Ginger is also a natural blood thinner, which is usually helpful, but if you're already on blood thinners, medication or have a surgery coming up, it's important to discuss with your doctor and your surgeon in advance. Ginger additionally helps prevent high blood pressure, but if you tend to have low blood pressure, it's best to speak to your doctor just in case. As I said, ginger is generally very safe at doses up to 2,000 milligrams, but it is always important to consult a medical professional, especially if you have one of the conditions that I just mentioned, but everyone should be consulting their doctors. So that's it. That's this week's tea. Feel free to, you know, jazz it up and turn it into something special if you'd like to. You know, you can do a latte, a gingerbread latte, whatever you fancy. Just avoid adding extra sugar because sugar raises inflammation. So we're actually be cancelling out what we're doing. If you want to sweeten it, try monk fruit, allulose or stevia, which are all natural sugar-free sweeteners and have all very, very minor... Um, side effects in terms of gut symptoms, whereas something like 
I'm trying to think, xylitol does cause things like gas and diarrhea, but monk fruit, allulose and stevia are generally very, very minimal in their side effects or don't have any side effects at all. Okay, so get cozy, start sipping and I'll see you next week for our next challenge. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to link in my show notes. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Music.